Hello, and welcome to Bitten by Radioactive Podcast, where we give powers to our name. I'd like to welcome you all to our little superhero creation laboratory, or in Josh's case, his superhero creation study slash clock shop slash uh, waving small cat shop. If you happen to hear any uh, ticking <laughs> oh, in the last it's, episode, it's an attack. <laughs> it is an attack um, because uh, the little ticks in audio can cause the editor a pretty big problem later later on. Someone's a very salty bitch right now. I'm very sorry that I live in a comedically haunted empty house. <laughs> it's just you, a large fireplace, and the old grandfather clock in the corner. Although, saying that, I'm currently recording in the dining room where there's a very uh, clicky, clunky uh, refrigerator nearby. <laughs> and it's 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 making a fair amount of noise. So. It does shudder to a halt very dramatically every sort of 10 minutes. <laughs> so if there's uh, any big disturbances, I guess it's Dean's turn to be, uh, <laughs> be annoying. But, but that's fine because it's Josh's turn to edit. So... Stop. Josh. It's also Josh's turn to bring a generator this week. It is. It is. And, and it's Josh's turn to also tell us about what he's been reading this week as well before we go straight into things. Oh, I was getting over eager. I know. Or you. So, Josh. Uh, this week, um, I have been thirsting after seeing a certain film. Norm- normally, oh. Dean's the one who mentions films, but I've been thirsting <laughs> for a certain Norse god recently. Um, <laughs> so I've been reading uh, Thor, God of Thunder by Jason Aaron, uh, Isad Ribic, uh, mm. colorist Dean White, and letterer Chris Eliopoulos. This is actually a good one. Another one of Josh's Bully Until Red recommendations. Uh, yeah, I seem to remember forcing that into your hands quite... Uh, yeah, forcefully, I guess. Um, Vigorously, unrelenting, etc., yeah. etc. Et yeah, but it worked out for you, because this is a mm. book that is very good. Um, it is. It's all about um, Thor, the God of Thunder, the Marvel guy. Um, mm. This story takes place across three timelines of Thor in various stages of his life. Uh, quite young Thor, before he's got Mjolnir. Um, relatively present Thor, who is kind of at the peak of Avengers, and old man Thor, who is in the wreckage of Asgard, kind of dealing with the end of days. Mm. And this story is all about um, present Thor is finding that almost every single god seems to be dead in some form. And it leads them down this big old trail of time shenanigans, hammer shenanigans, and yeah, that's it. There's someone killing gods, and it's up to three Thors to sort it out. (laughs) It is a good one, actually. Um... I, as Josh mentioned, he did thrust this upon thine um, fingers, and yeah, it's just very nice how they, like, each Thor has a very distinct character to them, you know, that's what I enjoyed. And the art on this is, I think, I don't like to use the word epic because it just sounds, hey, that's epic, but like, the scale of it is epic in this case, Mm. and you really get that with Ribbick's art. Like, when it comes to the big old splash pages, there's so much... There's a lot of real cool depth, and there's a lot of... Um, would you describe the colours in this as almost like... Almost like pencil or, like, watercolour-y? Yeah, there's definitely, like, a, a class... I don't want to say classical. Sort of like um, an actual, like, old-school art feel to them as well, you know? It's not just, like, 
using the paint bucket tool or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mm. So yeah, Thor God of Thunder it is very good. Mm. Real good. Um, so I tell you what I've been reading something also to do with um, time, the past, present, and or future. I've been reading All You Need Is Kill. Ooh. Which is just like the best title <laughs> for a start. Um, it is by uh, Art is Takeshi Obata, which might sound familiar to some people. I'll get into that. Uh, original story is by Hiroshi Sakurazawa, and the storyboards are by uh, Ryosuke Takeuchi. Um, so this is an adaptation of a uh, a novel about uh, a young soldier called Keiji who is fighting a war uh, alongside the rest of the human race against aliens called Mimics. Uh, the Mimics, naturally, have the upper hand. And he goes into battle one day after, of course, waking up, uh, going through the motions, etc. Et but then he dies. he dies on the battlefield. Crap. But he wakes up in that very same bunk and he soon realizes that time is looping around every time he dies when he's killed he just wakes the fuck back up so he attempts to try and um avoid fate by becoming the best soldier he can possibly be training up learning the skills and he does this with uh one of uh one of the human's greatest hopes one of the best soldiers called uh Rita, and she's been kicking Mimic ass across the board. And it is... Yeah, like I said, Obata might be familiar to you uh, for things such as Death Note and Bakuman, which we've uh, recommended in the past. And, like, this story itself... All the young'uns would probably recognize him now for, like, Platinum End. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But, yeah, the story itself lends itself very uh, easily to sort of that shonen style of um, presentation and storytelling... Um, all, all of the uh, soldiers are dressed in uh, mech suits, um, which are just like beautifully rendered by Barter as well. Um, and the story itself is um, its one of those twisters. There's always something, uh, it's always putting the rug out from under you. Uh, one minute you think you know it all, the next minute you realize that the mimics are plotting something else, or uh, there's a, a, another character just trying to really swerve the story. Um, which is naturally going to happen with a story about, um, I guess, time travel. Um, so yeah, all you need is kill. Groundhog Day meets Independence Day to make one really, really big good day. Mm-hmm. It should also be noted that the manga is far superior to the American film adaptation. That I can't remember what they called that one. Um, <laughs> oh, Edge of uh, Tomorrow, I think. Um, sometimes. The, um, the, they changed it about four times during release. Uh, you may find it yeah. in the cinemas. It was Edge of Tomorrow. When it got released on like home release, it was called um, Live, Die, Repeat. Really? Um, yep. And then on future re-releases, they called it Live, Die, Repeat, Edge of Tomorrow. Okay. It's the one with Tom Cruise in the, the fancy suit running yes. a, like a circle in the career. You know the one. I, I will say one thing. The, um, the suits in the film, I think I prefer the look of. Yeah, the more... Um... They're a little bit more sparse and complete. Yeah, like the effects in the film were great and all, but the plot didn't make fucking sense. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about Live, Die, Repeat, Edge of Tomorrow, forward slash Tom Cruise on an adventure. We're no, no, my about... point was comics are superior to films. <laughs> Always. Always. Always and forever. Um, Jade. Yes. What um, superior comics have you been reading? I'm actually uh, 
also going to talk about something that has a film adaptation coming up. Mm. Hello. Uh, I've been reading My Brother's Husband by Gengoro Tagame. Oh, mm. yes. I've seen it. I this. finally picked it up. It, yeah, I've been meaning to read it for ages because um, uh, I, I, I'm going to mention it after I've introduced it, but there was a particular scene that really sold me. Um, so this is about a Japanese man named Yaichi and his young daughter as they host his brother's widow, a beefy Canadian man named Mike. And uh, Yaichi had been estranged from his brother for like 10 years. So this is like a very touching tale of him learning to accept Mike as his brother-in-law as they both mourn their loss in different ways. Um, so it's it's intense and, you know, it's very emotional. Um, but Gengoro's art is, like, super clean. And though this is an all-ages book, his love of drawing very sexy, beefy guys is very obvious. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really sad that more of his adult content isn't available in English yet, but if I had to pick something, then this is a really good choice for Mm. translation um the only thing i'd say is that the storytelling is quite simplistic but that's it's probably designed to be that way because that way its messages of like anti-prejudice is very clear to anyone who reads it um and where the dialogue might be quite you know ham-fisted uh the art manages to be super subtle at communicating other things so what really sold me on this book was um, a preview of a scene that I saw online where Mike comes in after a night of drinking and he mistakes Yaichi for his brother because they were twins. Um, so he ends up kind of sobbing over him and Yaichi thinks he's in danger of being molested, but he's just, you know, really upset thinking that um, his brother Ryoji is still there. Um, so Mike drunkenly nods off. And then Yaichi mentions that he hasn't been able to cry for so many years and instead of drawing Yaichi crying, we see a shot of the moon that he was staring at, but now it's blurry. Aww. That's nice It's really good. It's really good. Yeah. Oh, that is that is very nice and delicate. Yes. Um, <clears throat> excellent. Um, didn't it get uh, nominated for an Eisner? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's currently up for an Eisner, I think. So, yeah. Award-nominated manga right there. My brother's husband. So, I guess we're looking at mournful time traveling beef <laughs> uh, it's going to be a, a large person like a real beefcake we're going to be making today if we're going to be using this uh, inspiration a time traveling beefcake sounds like a perfect hero great will the mm. generator allow that though <laughs> let's, let's see shall we um mm. okie doke this week um as ever i always take i always ponder like hmm I'm doing something today, and then I'll think, oh, this could be an interesting generator. Uh, so I was just updating LinkedIn earlier. Um, and then <laughs> you I, do. As one <laughs> often casually. does. Um, and I was thinking about writing down what my uh, job title was. And it got me wondering about things um, and, like, how eccentric some other, like, places can have their job titles as. All right. Um, I'm a know, like, like sandwich you... artist. Yeah, that Thank kind you of very thing. Much. Like what you can put on your passport to make it sound fancy. Mm -hmm. Um so that led me to our generator this week, the Silicon Valley job title generator. Oh boy. <laughs> Fucking hell. Delightful. <laughs> this is gonna be a juicy one. <laughs> yep. Um so this is just gonna be I was hoping that I could try and find one where we stick our name into it and then it comes out with something to match us. Unfortunately, it's just a uh clicky one, 
I'm unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so um, I'm just going to click a couple of times randomly. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, mm-hmm. And what I've come up with. <laughs> uh, That's a good sign. Good sign. This, this, this is good. This is good. This is on, this is on brand, let's okay. say. Um, this is Strategic Partnership Warlock. <laughs> oh, wow. Mm? Wow. What Strategic Partnership Warlock. Strategic that sounds like fucking warlock. Cupid. Oh, well, there we go. I mean, it fits with uh, the uh, all you need is kill inspiration, mm. almost. Was it strategic tactical warlock? <laughs> no, it's strategic not, not, partnership warlock. There's nothing tactical warlock. about it. Yeah. Strategic okay. partnership warlock. This is one of those few ones I have to actually make a note of before we go on <laughs> because it's like a... Much like a couple of weeks ago, you're going to slowly warp this like with a... Arc, what was it? Arctic, oh, Arctic, Arctic Storm Vortex. And before that, I was like, you know, Coil of Justice. Our hero, yeah. Coil of Justice. You mean Coil of Balance. <laughs> coil of Justice. So, strategic, tactical, um, no. underground warlock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Poor you, you, you got me there. AKA um, Cupid. How, how far do you want to go with... Why did you think Cupid, Jade? Strategic partnership. Okay. AKA cleverly thinking of how to pair people. So perhaps this is a superhero that doesn't necessarily fight crime themselves, but gives birth to other superheroes who will then go on to fight the crime. Mm, I think we touched on that a little too recently with the clone hero, Echo Alpha. Mm. I don't, you want someone... I don't want a hero that makes other heroes. You want someone more direct. Yeah. Like, okay. what, what if this is a hero that doesn't fight crime directly, but like... We we don't touch on heroes that just like fix problems in the community much. <laughs> that doesn't make a very good comic, does it? <laughs> Excuse me. Yes, it does. No, we, 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 we want life. action. We, Slice we, we, of life. Punchy. We want punching. <laughs> Do you want to make? We can't make a slice of life hero, can we? Well, what is the definition of a hero? What it? What makes a true hero? Um, they wear a cape. They have a hammer, and they. Okay. Yeah, and they uh, lift the car above their head and pick it off someone, throw it at someone. I can't remember Action Comics number one off the top of my head right now. It's um, Superman lifting a car off of... You, you sure he's not throwing it at the person? That seems like a Superman. Anyway, let's experiment. This is what this podcast is all about. Being creative, safe spaces, um, no bad ideas, except the ones that eventually become bad ideas. Okay. What what about a superhero that fixes problems? You know how Spider-Man's always around in the community and whatnot, and then someone's like, oh, Spider-Man, I, I lost the letter on the street. Can you find my letter? And then he's just like, yeah, sure thing. Whip, I found your letter. Someone more like that. Yeah, like we're always talking about how we want to see more of the hero helping the little people. What if they exclusively help little people? Yeah. Um, what if they were dressed in a little diaper and they had no. tiny wings? Nope. Okay, well, if we're going to have someone who's helping the little man, they've either got to be not very young, but sort of like a younger hero or an older hero. Like, Well, could they have like a an actual office? Because I just feel like this whole <laughs> Silicon Valley thing needs to be played on. Hello, strategic partnership warlock. 
but nice little open office, nice mm-hmm. little like juicing machine, a ping yeah, pong table. Yeah, none of table. this cubicle crap. No. So you want polite Jessica Jones? Yes. <laughs> oh no! All of all of the drama slipping through our fingers. No, but think about it. Like, think of how many problems can be solved by pairing people up. Like, and I'm not talking like just romantically. I'm talking like just like work partnerships and friendships and just pairing people in a way that they can work together to do a thing oh spw my door fell off my apartment well i know just the so this is just like an extreme simple a a recruitment agency based hero (laughs) i mean kind of (laughs) jade you've you've come up with a rolodex i was thinking more simple like sorry not more simple like more subtle so like god how can i put it like, say, say you've got a problem and you're trying your best to fix it by yourself and um, you're in denial yeah. that you need help. That's where the warlock steps in. SPW. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's have a case study then. Um, I'm, I'm thinking like, so in that heroic way, they do it without being told to. Like, they, they interfere in the community and subtly pair people up to, to solve problems without getting praise for it and stuff Hmm. like a hero would so thinking about their superpower apart from super networking Mm -hmm. um so maybe they would have like an ability to maybe influence where people walk and move their power is meet cute their power (laughs) see now we're going back to going back to cupid aren't we what the maybe maybe that can be like a side effect of their power that they end up accidentally partnering people up oh what romantically yeah like they don't intend it to be romance but most of them just end in romance anyway exactly so imagine like (laughs) someone someone fixing their car up and they're like oh i don't know how to um change a spark plug and then um, i think you're thinking hold on hold on can i just clarify you you seem to keep thinking of literal fixes. Like my door fell off, my car is broken. I need someone. I need a repairman. That's not what I was thinking. I was thinking Jade. more like on an emotional basis as well, or like oh. a community basis. See, I mean, like pairing people. Otherwise, you just solve it yourself. Like beep boop beep. Hello, Mister Car Repairman. Jade, you, we we start moving away from punching people, and I get lost. Okay. Where where are we? Where's this peaceful, loving world? I want. It's, I wanna... it's being created by our current hero, whose name I have forgotten again. Strategic partnership warlock. Yep. Very good. Yes. So I'm talking like them pairing people in ways you wouldn't obviously consider. We're gonna need an example. So could you say like maybe there's a criminal? They're doing a lot of bad. They're doing a lot of bad stuff, and Strategic Partnership Warlock has paired them up with an elderly person who is teaching them, like, almost like Christmas Carol Yes, style. this is exactly what I was thinking. Thank oh, you. cool. That's right. <laughs> okay. So, you've got, like, a grumpy shop owner who's turning away young kids from their store, and you part them, part them up with, like, a young mother or something. What? Why? Because the young mother has a teenager who's a little bit of a dickhead, but there's a good reason to, for it because they're living something, something, something. What are you talking about? 
Okay, I'm going to come up with another okay, example. Uh, hold on, here's, here's an example, and I won't take credit for this. I read it somewhere online, but this is a story that someone came up with. Uh, I think it was just like running around on Tumblr, um, but it's like a, a cafe worker who is always on the late shift, and they're always closing up, and someone goes to rob the store, but instead of calling the police on them, they just give them the scraps at, you know, in return for not being threatened. And then, okay. you know, the week after, the criminal comes back, but they bring their little brother because it turns out they're both starving. And the person working at the cafe is like, all right, all right, I'll get the, the stale stuff again. And so on and so forth, until a community built up of all these criminals that defend this cafe <laughs> worker to the death. So in to uh, convert that into a strategic partnership Warlock story, yeah. the story would be about a homeless robber that gets noticed by SPW and then... SPW partners them up with the uh, conscientious, conscientious uh, cafe worker. Yes. So, like, the strategic partnerships are partnerships in which people take care of each other with with their specific situational privileges and skills. How, I got you. How does SPW kind of know? Well, that's their superpower, isn't it? Do they have a magic Rolodex? I think so. They must. <laughs> they have. Okay. Right, so SPW, Strategic Partnership Warlock, comes from a family of super business people. Okay. And they they originated from, like, this family who had sort of superpowers so they could, like, run businesses and coordinate things really easily um, because they had the ability to very uh, quickly and easily remember and recall people. So it made networking very easy and it made um, hiring people very easy. So they ended up building a lot of businesses and selling them on and making a lot of money. I'm just imagining like celestial recruitment advisors. <laughs> <laughs> all, all of these people like sitting on the rings of Saturn just working out stocks. Yes. <laughs> Ima- imagine that. But then they have a child who they name Strategic Partnership Warlock. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's their <laughs> I, job title. <laughs> ah, yes, a child. I shall call them Strategic. <laughs> Oh my dear strategy, stretchy, stretchy Chen. Um, but imagine that they have this kid, mm-hmm. and uh, they either make their way to Earth or they crash land. What, whatever origin story you want to give them. But instead of going into business, well, they take maybe a business they... trip. Obviously. <laughs> okay, they take a business <laughs> trip, but instead of uh, maybe they want to build like an office in this rundown community. But instead of wanting to do that, they find out that this community is, in fact, made of pretty decent people. Capable people that aren't working together. And they're like, well, that's not efficient. <laughs> what are these people doing? That, that's their motivation. Yeah. That, that's it. it's, it's, it's not, yeah, they, it just, they just hate to see inefficient communities. And that's why it's so funny when all these pairings end up together romantically. Because they're mm. like, that wasn't the end goal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's They're their accidental like, power. Wait, th- someone's just like, wait a minute, you did this strategic partnership warlike? Thank you so much. I, I did not plan this. <laughs> this is just an unfortunate side effect. I insist that you desist immediately. And they're like, no. Good, we- good job on that project, though. But I'm going to need you to fill out some sort of HR, HR form to say that that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess this is a, a business person turned community leader. I guess so. Or sort of covert community leader you know, covert have... community leader sounds almost like a silicon valley job title generator's <laughs> name <laughs> and 
And the thing is, like, the way that they meet all the people from the community is they have this office space with this person under this job title and people keep wandering in like, I'm not really sure, what what do you do here? <laughs> I, I think you can help me. I don't know. <laughs> that they are literally working as that job title in this particular office, in this particular community. Yeah, no one actually knows what their job is. <laughs> oh, imagine going to work in the morning and being like, well, I'm here. I'll do this. <laughs> I I I think it's something to do with social media. <laughs> I'm trained in accounting, but I can give it a shot. I like but yeah, this very so much. Yeah, so this is how our hero ends up meeting so many members of the community because obviously people wander into, you know, new pop-ups. They're like, "Well, what is this then? Human curiosity. Can't can't fault it." Mm-hmm. Um and it it'll be like your typical kind of like slice of life relationship of the week kind of thing have Mm, you ever read those where like you get the person like person a shows up and they they are at the bar or something moaning into their drink like if only i could do x and then person b in another situation just talk to someone who happens to know person a and laments like oh i can do x but no one wants me for that i'm pretty sure there's like a a manga set in a bar that's something like that yeah um well there's bartender which is where random people come up and the bartender makes them a cocktail that will not solve their problems but like will like ease their troubles yeah help them figure out their own problems Mm. they make them the perfect cocktail for their situation yeah so Mm. we want a hero that instead of making them a cocktail shows them the the benefits of spending time with another person how wholesome Oh, so wholesome. Except for our hero. That's the thing. Our hero is all business, all efficiency. It just happens that all the people around mm. them end up in wholesome storylines. All I can imagine is one of those anime characters that's like got the, the glasses and they're always fiddling with them. You know, the 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 eater types. Mm-hmm. From touching my touching the frames with all four fingers. Of, uh, of course, adjusting yeah. almost constantly. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have to... We've got a good story and a good setting and a good sort of core concept. Can they have a secretary? I was going to say this. Can, yes. can we expand the office staff? Yes. Because we got we got to hit that generator some more. Because you mentioned HR and all mm. like all the <laughs> all the relationships having to be declared. So it's basically <laughs> just a shipping book. <laughs> well, maybe that's what the... Um, maybe the... Uh, HR person is like a very emotional, mm. very um, <laughs> heartfelt person as well. You're right. Uh, yeah, I've just created another job. Um, I, I wish I almost built it up, but um, so their secretary is their job title is the Grand Poobah of Big Data. Great. <laughs> <laughs> What's a poobah? Uh, oh, I I don't think it's an official title. Let's put it that way. Yes, um, <laughs> say. Ah, do you know? What? I thought so. Well, no, I didn't really think so. But I'm pretty. I've typed in Grand Poobah on Google, and it's come up with a Flintstones character. Okay. Um, it's derived from the name of a haughty character Poobah in Gilbert and Sullivan's The Mikado. Sure. Help. But what does it mean? <laughs> it's just like um, a boss, I guess. The, like the name a... has come to be used as a mocking title for someone self-important or locally high-ranking, and who either exhibits an inflated self-regard. Or who has limited authority when taking imp- while taking impressive titles. I see. <laughs> that seems like a little a little off for our precious little uh, HR 
No, let's use that name for someone else in the office then. That's that's got to like, be um, one of the parental figures of strategic. Oh yes, warlock. actually, yeah, that's a good point. Mm. Yes, uh, yeah, that's great actually, because um, maybe the grand poo, <laughs> the grand poo bar. What was the full um, title? The grand poo bar of what? Big data. Of big data. So we mm-hmm. we need two. We need the grand poo bar of big data and the grand poo and... bar of. Oh, I was just going to. Oh, okay. I just figured the parents would be equally ranked, you know. No, nah, they. I think I think we can do different ranks just so we can hit this shit up. Fair enough. Uh, we've got influencer in residence. Oh no, I like that for someone in the office. Mm. Yeah. This this oh, this has to be a human that is desperate for a job and they see the job ad. Well, actually, no, there is no ad. They just wander into this office desperate because it's the last place in town that might be hiring and they get picked because they're an inside dude so like so they're, they're the inside source how do humans oh. tick <laughs> you how many meals a day do humans require three uh, uh four he <laughs> like lie <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i mean like with with a manga like this with a very um sort of uh, an outsider main character you can have a lot of fun you can have a lot of fun with he- uh, with them discovering what what makes humans tick and mm. surrounding them with characters that will help them fulfill that uh, yeah. that goal. So, like, I feel like our hero, even though their their superpower is partnering entities together for efficiency, mm-hmm. they don't <gasps> know a lot about the emotional complexities of humans. Yes. but but uh, can it nearly end that way? Oh, that that their superpower has brought the their secretary type together. To them? <gasps> to them. Oh, uh, shit! They, they, they start oh. working so well together that they've become efficient. And then, <gasps> naturally, they fall in love. Oh, shit, Josh. You just <laughs> fucking did it. He just pressed the jade button. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, how I can see this happening is, like like you said, Josh, they end up um, very efficiently pairing people together. And then, um, maybe something starts simmering with the HR with the HR person. They're like, oh, wait, they're actually kind of kind of cute. So our HR person is also the secretary, really? Yes. Yeah. Mm, cool. Just confirming. Go on. The, the influencer uh, the, in residence. Mm. <laughs> the the granddaddy of uh, office management, whatever the <laughs> fuck you want to. Um, but then the um, uh, SPW is like, oh, well, we work very well together and I very much enjoy the time we spend working in this office. They and make on lots other of terrible business-related jokes as well. Like, they're like, I enjoy your company in my company. <laughs> <laughs> the synergy of our working relationship is of a high percentage. <laughs> <laughs> SPW-chan. Oh, my goodness. What a, what a delightful thing to say. But maybe, um, yeah, they... they I, they have to be sort of that kind of tightly high strung at all times, just because that's who they are. Yeah. I'm not even sure if it's like high strung. I I almost think it's like not deadpan, but like it's just well, they're speaking another language. Yeah, no, they're efficient. They're just efficient. Yeah, even efficient people need need some loving too. Mm-hmm. But what if what if they're playing themselves? What How if so? what if they brought them? What if the main goal of the entire thing, of the entire comic, was to find SPW 
someone to spend their time with, and it was a whole play by their parents. Oh, so the business <laughs> trip was a trick. Yeah. Ah, uh, that and that then, could lead to some, as you were lamenting the loss of some sweet sweet drama, late later on when SPW figures it out. And they're mm-hmm. like, this isn't my purpose in life. I'm all about efficiency. And they like, they just fuck off. They leave. <laughs> but like, I, have, I have important ventures other, you know, elsewhere. And they just blast off to another planet to like deal with the stock market elsewhere. <laughs> or I must deal with the Neptunian uh, oh my God. business I was, collapse. I was going to say Neptunian. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say... That's, pl- that's, that's creepy. Mm. I, think, I think we've got a synergy going right now, Josh. Yeah. Oh. How mm. efficient. <laughs> this podcast is anything but efficient. Um. So, so um, let's let's try and come up with maybe like a solid pairing and then we can come back to what happens after uh, SPW mm. fucks off the planet. So like, you want to plan a chapter. You want to plan a chapter of the manga. We're about halfway through the episode. So I think we want to be nailing some concrete stuff down. You don't nail concrete, but yeah, I, I, I can I appreciate it. I thought that as soon as I said it. So inefficient. Next hero. Someone who can <laughs> nail into concrete. <laughs> um, so let's let's identify a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe um, maybe this could be a problem with one of um, one of SPW's suppliers or something. So or maybe it's like a a, a truck driver. Okay. So, like a, oh, oh, no, a delivery person. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe this delivery person is always going around and meeting people, um, but they're sort of lacking. Um, maybe they're a little bit lost despite having a fixed route. I like that. Um, they don't quite know if they enjoy being a delivery man and they perhaps enjoy the social aspect of it. They're like going around saying, oh, Hi, Clive. How's the kids? And oh, hey there, Maureen. I got you. I got you. Amazon delivery, etc., etc. Um, but maybe they they have uh, a bigger problem. Maybe they don't know. Okay, I've got it. Go on. Go. I don't. I don't know how, but I've got it. Um. Okay. So they're obviously whilst they have these like small little relationship things every single day, they're kind of not meaningless, but they're there's nothing to them. They're quite fluffy. Yeah, like, you know, fleeting. you. When it, Whenever, yeah, or whenever, like, you normally get, like, a delivery, you'll say, oh, hey, how's it going? Thanks. And it's kind of almost like you have to. Yeah, you have you to film, yeah. Meanwhile, there is a radio talk show host who is producing their show, but they feel as though no one's truly listening. Mm-hmm. Like, there's mm. no contact on there. Like, they're speaking one way. Uh-huh. So could it be that they're going to try and, like, so basically it'll end with somehow... Um, the delivery driver listening into the show and communicating with them each day. I like that. Well, um, SPW would need a reason to bring them together. Yeah, and that's where I come in. So this has been affecting both of their jobs. Uh, the radio... Should we say the, the radio shack um, yeah. is basically low on listeners and therefore morale in the community is low because, you know, the local entertainment is pretty lacking. Mm. Yeah. So that's that that half of the problem for the trucker it's more about um literal efficiency so because they're trying to make meaningful connections they're drawing out those Mm. pauses and those stops for longer and longer and that can make for some really awkward funny scenes like just 
of like silently standing there willing the conversation to continue but they keep you know they don't fill the conversation with non uh, what is it non secretors mm, yeah so it's like this can't go anywhere <laughs> um which means that each trip that they're making is taking longer and longer so deliveries maybe it that's how they get wind of it like people start complaining that their deliveries are taking longer and longer is it, is it just this area or what? <laughs> like, well, maybe it could like kind of be ignited by them waiting for a new piece of office supplies. Or yeah, something. exactly. Yeah, yes. Yeah. But you can also add add background context. Jade's pretty much nailed this. Um, mm. So the, um, I guess, SPW um, would be kind of mad at this and ask like the HR person, oh, oh, who's responsible for this? Who's Wait, I forgot the voice. Who who's responsible for this? Who's who's the 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 delivery company? Who's a driver? And then you know they explain who it is, and they say, "Well, if if they if they seem sort of chatty, maybe if they want someone to talk to, they could talk talk to the radio. That that won't shut up." So ah. what happens is they end up with a whole new like talk show. With oh, okay. The, the trucker being a host on the road. Mm. Yes. You read my mind. And so everyone starts tuning in and you can have this scene of like everyone all over the town working on things and like a mom at home and like just washing up and listening to it and just like the morale in the town is boosted. <laughs> you get you get one of those typical like um anime or movie shots where there's a radio listening montage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, they're, they're, now they're on the road and they have the, their own segment and the, the Radio Shack person is producing it and they're thrilled with the numbers. Mm-hmm. So what do they talk about on the show? Uh, communi- community going-ons. Mm-hmm. Um, Could it have something to so, do with whatever uh, the delivery person's delivering? Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, um, maybe as well you could have them be sponsored by SPW's company as well. Mm, advertising. Yes, again, being efficient by combining two things. Great. Logistics. Well, yes. Logistics. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I like um, that. that. That's very good. And, of course, that would be our first background relationship that you get kind of hints and whispers of it developing into something more. So uh, it becomes like the fucking talk of the town. <laughs> <laughs> kind of be one of those like burn like background jokes in the manga as well. You just see I them getting so, closer yeah. and closer. Yeah. Also... Yeah. I keep referring this to a manga, but it's definitely I mean, a manga. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it it goes without saying comics. His manga is comics, the end. Yeah. Um, like Jade. Go ahead. It sounds like there's a story there. Sounds like this is a conversation you've had many, many times before about <laughs> manga and comics. No, no, what are you talking about? Anyway, Josh, what were you saying? Um, can this series end with every single one of these characters of relationships coming back to help bring spw and influencer in residence uh as much as i love (laughs) (laughs) as much as i love those kind of endings where you know all the old characters come back for cameos in the big final Mm. push i feel like how we'd need to figure out how they could actually help like what can what can this community do to bring back the hero Especially as they're in fucking space. Um, they fund their own space program and fly to space. <laughs> well, fuck. You, whoa, <laughs> whoa, actually. Oh, did, did you miss out on the chapter where they help push together a astrophysicist and a... <laughs> Mechanical engineer? <laughs> yes. A fucking, a, 
an astronomer. Astronomer? Astronomer. <laughs> sure. Um, Actually, they- you know, I kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we can't. They, no, this, I like th- the absurdity of it. It's wholesomely on, if, absurd. If you bear I'll, in mind, like what this series is about, anyway, like it only makes sense to go absurd on like all yeah, sides. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Maybe. Okay, so let's discuss this. So the parents reveal or let slip that this business trip was actually applied to get grandkids. I suppose. I guess a very efficient, <laughs> the m- efficient grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like you don't want any of that, like dancing around weddings. You mm, know, yeah. you just want a Bing Bang Bosh kid. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, um, they reveal this, and SBW's like strategic partnership warlock. I should say is like, I can't, I can't believe you've done this. Um, <laughs> no, I'm no, so no, angry. No, no do, do, right. do, do you know? Do you know why they're annoyed? It's because why? the the parent the parents have taken out of their time. To do something totally illogical to, like, <gasps> ha- like their lifestyle. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's very good. I'm, just, I, I, I love how much you're all over this, Jade. Um, <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Let me do a, an appropriate laugh for the 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 kids and the popular things. Ah, it's Ritz. It's a little Gretzko laugh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, they. They take off, and maybe maybe they leave their business behind, right? And um, being good office workers, the the they ca- carry it on. They keep going, and well, that's that's when you have like the awkward conversations. Just you hear typing, like so, like you can have an awkward scene where there's just like two people at work typing. <laughs> just hey, yeah, what do we actually do here? But then. Maybe that's the point where the business like skyrockets and really takes off. Oh. And they start making uh millions of currency and <laughs> or potentially billions of currency depending on where it is and they use that money that's been made to try and find their um their lost boss. Okay, but how? You don't just suddenly make wads of cash. Well, well, that's the thing. Uh, I mean, it's meant to be the it's meant to be the superpower that brings all these people together, which generates the money. Yeah. Well, I, you know how businesses can be like. Well, I guess. Can... Hold on, hold on. It would be like um, investment, wouldn't it? Mm. Like um, SPW invests in the town, gets it working more efficiently, and therefore that pays off. Mm. I'm just trying to come up with a reason they get a lot of money so they can build a rocket well no they still can it's it's like say the sponsorship of the radio show starts bringing in quite a lot of money so they decide to put this money towards a project to get Mm. um, influencer in residence to go into space well perhaps it could be that these two after this awkward conversation they actually start digging through um sbw's desk and like their paperwork because mm. they've never been privy to it, so actually you could see like how everything's tied together. Oh, I was, mm. was going to say like the shocking thing is that there is actually no paperwork because it's all their superpowers, but it doesn't sound like efficient or le- no, 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 no. Need records efficient. for efficiency. Mm. Um, so maybe they could have this moment where they're like, "Oh my gosh, they they really care about this place," and it's like you just got away to <laughs> like SPW just being like, "Oh, I missed that paperwork. It was so." <laughs> So, <laughs> so, you know. I, I forgot to attach um, the cover the cover letter to that report. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, oh, did I date that right? 
<laughs> oh, jeez. That's very inefficient of me. Um, so they they either build a rocket, like a probe, or they send someone into space to send mm-hmm. out the message to Dear SPW, please come <gasps> back. There we miss be, you. There could be someone that throughout has been a bit of a troublemaker to SPW in that their power wasn't really working on them, mm. only because they didn't have their purpose yet. And Ooh. their pairing needed to be with the, oh, dang, it's a kid, and they need some parents. And oh. and the parents are the rocket engineer and the astronomer. Dang. And, and then... so this, this kid's purpose is to go off and, and find SPW. Oh, my goodness. Um, and just to cap this off, uh, they send out the probe, and SPW realizes that the place they were most efficient was Earth. Oh, dang. The... And oh, one last thing. Can they have like some kind of like weird Milky Way esque suit? Uh, like, like I feel as though there's a lot of like cool like crazy galaxy esque ins- like ins- tie. Oh, you mean like just like galaxy sort of print on the suit? Mm. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> I don't okay. know. Is it efficient? Will it distract the uh, the co-workers? Oh, hold on. There's one thing that comes above efficiency at all times. What is that Style? thing? Style, well done. <laughs> Always style. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to us come up with a stylish, efficient, strategic partnership warlock. Wait, 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 uh, wait, wait. What happens to SPW and the HR person whose name I've forgotten? Influencer in residence. Influencer in residence. That's for the listeners to decide. Ah. You and have a lot of responsibility. Uh, you have a lot of responsibility here, listeners. You can help us out with the podcast naturally by... Hold on, I'm going to do this in the most efficient way possible. You you must leave an iTunes or podcast platform review. We will then take the name you leave and it will go into a generator. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> and then if you click once on our Twitter link and scroll downwards, you will see many recommendation tweets with image sources plus... An illustration, which I will create line by line, like an inkjet printer. I'm doing Jay, it now. Jade, you were so efficient, you didn't actually mention our Twitter handle. Fuck. Well, that's it. Oh. Out the window. This bit's done. Uh, at BBR underscore podcast is our Twitter link. Um, at Jade idiots, was just that should be. <laughs> at BBR inefficiencies. At BBR underscore podcast. Hit us up. Check us out. We got lots of cool images and news for you guys. And one last thing. If you want to be the most efficient and meet us in person, Jade and I, and potentially Josh, will be at uh, MCM London uh, Comic Con uh, the weekend of the 25th to the 27th, I believe it is. That's right. efficient. I'm sorry. I had to say the words. I think it is. (laughs) So bad of me. Um, but yeah, uh, we will be there with Jade selling her comics. So if you want not only a good old chinwag about the, the podcast and maybe a discussion about favorite heroes and situations, but also to see some of Jade's kick-ass comics that are beautiful to the eyes, come check us out there. Right. And in the meantime, you have been bitten by a radioactive podcast. Holy Get shit, it? I did that a little bit more efficiency, <laughs> a, bit, a little bit more efficient that time. Yeah. Uh, I am Dean.com McKnight. 
Can you go first, Josh? Because I've got a bit. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, well, the most efficient way of me to say is just I am Josh Randall. But I did click create another job, and it did say um, my job title as Human Experience Fellow. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Which is pretty vague, so I'm in first. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I'm Jade. Did I tell you guys I actually have a Rolodex right here and I can uh, offer you that delightful sound to go out on? It's awesome. Oh. Oh. Go Plays out, Jade. Just gag it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. We're leaving all this in. Okay, here it is. Ooh. 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 Oh, so floppy. That, that, that feels like a right old thick Rolodex you got there. <laughs> oh, it's very thick. It's full of comic artists. Full to the brim with potential engagement and uh, synergizing uh, opportunities. Also, uh, here's a PSA. Flip your Rolodex is frequent. Fuck this dust if I know. And on that note, good night, everybody. Bitten by Radioactive Podcast is hosted by Dean McKnight, Jade Sarson, and me, Josh Randall. Uh, this episode was all edited up by me, and seeing that we do all the other stuff in the show now, all that's left for me to say is we'll see you next week for another episode. 